Hello, Michael Croce here. It is my pleasure to introduce you to our second murder mystery play written by Patricia Haynes Ainsworth. I hope that you enjoyed the last one. If this is your first time listening to Jollyville Radio, I'm very glad that you joined us. Just know that this is a special set of episodes, so if you enjoy this, I hope you'll go back and listen to some of our regular episodes as well. In episode 227 of Jollyville Radio, we interviewed Patricia Haynes Ainsworth, a playwright based in Washington State. Patricia very kindly offered to let us perform some of her scripts here on Jollyville Radio, and I'm really excited for how they turned out. If you enjoy this play and storytelling podcasts in general, I encourage you to check out Patricia's podcast, Winking Cat Tales. It's K with a cat with a K, excuse me. Winking Cat Tales, wherever you find podcasts. And now, part one of Murder at the Silver Spittoon Saloon. Well, howdy folks. Welcome to the Silver Spittoon Saloon. Glad you decided to stop and wet your whistle here at the Silver Spittoon Saloon. We've worked hard to make it the sweetest little saloon west of Drybone and south of Acid Springs, east of Grissom's Gulch, and north of Cactus Canyon. Granted, there isn't much to compare it to here in the middle of nowhere, but we're still pretty darn proud of the old place. Evening, Lefty. What brings you into the saloon so early? You don't usually get here till nine o'clock. There's a rumor floating around town that there was a stage loaded with city slickers over here in the saloon just ripe for the picking. Hmm, you're not planning to rope one of those unsuspecting greenhorns into a poker game, are you? I need something to lift my spirits tonight, Miss Sherry. My fingers are itching to grab onto some cards. If I can't find a table to Andy up to, I'm going to go crazy. I need to play some poker. Anybody up for some five-card draw? Mm, Lefty, I can't let you play with any of the folks here tonight. Mr. Sullivan invited them special. It'd be like highway robbery to let them play with you. Miss Sherry, Miss Sherry, has Mr. Sullivan come back yet? Howdy, Miss Trueheart. How are things down at the school? Just fine, Mr. Lefkowitz. My offer still stands, Miss Lucy. Anytime you say, I'd be happy to stop into the school and do some arithmetic with your students there. I don't think teaching the children to play cracks is a proper way for them to learn. They're adding and subtracting, Mr. Lefkowitz. Well, that's your opinion. If you change your mind, I'll be ready. Hold on now. Where are you going? None of your business. I'll come back later to see if Mr. Sullivan is here yet. Oh, now don't you look at me like that, Miss Sherry. I'm just trying to put my skills to good use. You know I can't play like I used to since those cowboys over in Bone Mesa separated me from my arm. Lefty, what's done is done. No sense working yourself all up about that again. I know, but I can't help it. If I ever get my hands, or hand, on the low-down varmint that passed the note to those cowboys telling them I was holding an ace up my sleeve. But you did have an ace up your sleeve. Yeah, but it was only my lucky ace. 
I always keep that up my sleeve for good luck. I never used it for cheating. It was just a good luck charm. Well, it's been a while. How will you ever be sure who told them? You might blame the wrong man. Oh, I have a surefire way to identify the culprit. I saved the anonymous note he wrote to those cowhands. See the little curly Q he put on the tail of the letter P in the word up? That's how I'll know him. And when I find him, I'll take that yellow-bellied snitch out and string him up. Now, Lefty, I said don't rile yourself up now. I'm just railing, Miss Sherry. You've changed. This whole place has changed. Used to be you could swear and spit, put your feet up on the table, have a good fist fight, and do all that carefree manly stuff. No more. Used to be you could sit down at your pleasure for a good game of poker, day or night. At least that's the way I remember things being run around here. You know full well that was when the place belonged to me. Now that Peter Sullivan owns the Silver Spittoon, the place is run different, whether I like it or not. Don't know how you could give this place up without a fight, Sherry. I lasted as long as I could, Lefty. After all my girls run off, I plumb tuckered out keeping the place going by myself. Tried every which way I knew how to keep the cash flowing in, but I couldn't afford to upkeep. After you sold it, why did you decide to stick around this place? You could do much better somewhere else. Well, maybe I could, but I'm not as young as I used to be. The Silver Spittoon's been my home as long as I can remember. At least since that crystal chandelier hit me on the head eight years ago. Before that, everything's a bit blurry. Back so soon, Lucy? Have you heard anything from Mrs. Sullivan yet, Sherry? Now, Miss Lucy, you know unless he can pedal here himself on one of them newfangled bicycles. The only way Mr. Sullivan can get here is on the stage. And the late stage hasn't arrived yet. You sure have your pantaloons in a twist today. You're wound tighter than a rattlesnake in a gopher hole. You're as tense as an Apache bowstring. Enough of the colorful Western metaphors, Sherry. I realize I might seem nervous. It's just that Sweetkins, I, I mean Mrs. Sullivan, wired me that he would have a very important question to ask me when he arrived back here in Badwater Creek. I don't suspect he'd be asking you who was buried in Grant's tomb. I highly doubt he plans to ask me that, Mr. Lefkowitz. That's a shame. I've been trying to figure out the answer to that one for years. Well, please tell Honeybuns, I, I mean Mrs. Sullivan, that I'll be waiting for him at the schoolhouse when he comes in. Honeybuns, eh? Who'd have ever thought a pearl-handled swindler like Peter Sullivan would team up with a school mom? It's all that book reading. Make some lean toward the bad boys for company. <clears throat> Watch it, partner. You're bringing all the dust in. Water. Water. Please, give me some water. Don't have any water here, mister. All we have is whiskey. That'll do. Wait a minute, mister. I run a first-class establishment here. You're gonna have to clean up before you settle in. Sure. Happy to oblige. 
That's better. You got a name, mister? That's mighty impolite to ask such a personal question. Well, you're covered in dirt, so I'll just call you Dusty. That'll be fine. Stop! Think before you drink, brother! Take a moment to consider what the vile contents of that glass will do. Well, it might make you look a whole lot prettier. Widow White, you know what Mr. Sullivan said about you coming in here and preaching temperance. It's a free country. I can speak where I like and when I like. Personally, Widow, I don't give a fig what you do. But Mr. Sullivan is due back any minute. And he'll have you arrested if he sees you in here bothering customers. He and the Sheriff West already warned you twice. I'm not afraid of Mr. Sullivan or that sheriff. I shall be more than happy to give him a piece of my mind if he happens to come in here. Careful, Widow. Doesn't seem like you got too many pieces left. Just all you will. Your barbs cannot harm me. I bear the shield of righteousness and a shield I have borne ever since the death of my dear husband Cornelius, whose death was caused by demon alcohol. I shall not rest until this town is purified and purged of this liquid sin. All this preaching, and you've already put Dusty to sleep. Well, like I was saying, you might just want to clear out of here before Mr. Sullivan comes back. Unless you want to get locked up in the Hoosgau again. The sheriff still has a black eye from when you popped him with your purse. I don't think he'd treat you kindly if he got called in here to arrest you again so soon after the last time. I have a right to resist arrest if it is unjust. I don't think Sheriff West will see it that way. Ha! That sheriff is nothing but a puppet. Sullivan pays him off to look the other way when something underhanded is done, but arrests those of us who are innocent of any crime. Mr. Sullivan is a tax-paying citizen and a leading merchant in this community. I consider Mr. Peter Sullivan nothing better than a servant of the devil. Perhaps he even is the devil himself. Oh, oh my goodness. I feel a bout of the vapors coming on. Hmm, I think she's gonna faint. Don't worry, Sherry. I'll catch her. Lefty. I keep forgetting I don't have any arm on that side. <coughs> we just have an earthquake? No, the matron here just keeled over. Sure felt like an earthquake. Get her up in a chair or something. I'm gonna go get the doctor. Hey, Widow, wake up. Come on, wake up. What do you think you're doing? Just trying to wake her up. All right there, Widow. I know what would help. Have a swig of this, missus. No, I refuse to drink your whiskey, sir. I never keep whiskey in here, ma'am. What's in here is strictly medicinal. I always keep it by me for my pains in my back and the ague I get from working in the mine. It's not whiskey. 
No, ma'am. It's Jen. <coughs> How is she? Thirsty. Doc's busy pulling a couple of molars out of Moose Barrow's jaw. Said I should bring the widow over and he'd take a look at her. How about it? You feel up to walking over to Doc Holliday's place? Of course. Although I'm feeling a bit unsteady, I may need your assistance. Sure. This way. Can I get you another whiskey, Mr. Rhodes? The name's Dusty Rhodes. Ain't never seen you here before. What business you got in Badwater Creek? Before I tell you about my business, let me look into your eyes. As long as you keep both hands where I can see them, I don't trust pickpockets. You just jealous I have both hands. Oh, that's just mean. I guess you can take a look. Hmm. Nope, you ain't him. Who's him? My old mining partner, Snake Eyes Pete. We were digging together up north and found one heck of a vein of silver. He volunteered to take six mule loads of ore down to the bank and file our claim. He never came back. When I went into town, they told me he sold our claim, including all the ore, and skedaddled with the money. I've been tracking him ever since, for six years now. He probably don't look the same, but he'll never be able to hide those slitty, yellow, snaky eyes. That's how I'll know it's him. Lefty, has Mrs. Sullivan come back yet? Look deep into my eyes. Excuse me? Nah, I guess he couldn't have changed that much. Now, Miss Lucy, like Miss Sherry told you before, he can't get here but by the stage from Yellow Rock. And that ain't come in yet. Oh, I know. I just can't wait for him to return. I'm going to tell you a secret. I just know he's going to ask me to marry him. Really? I'm so confident that I already ordered my wedding gown from the Sears catalog. Is it the one on page 75? The one with the ivory satin? Yes. As a matter of fact, it is. Well, that's one humdinger of a dress. How did you know that? I saw a picture of it on a page from the catalog when I was using the privy. Anyway, I'm just so excited, and I can't wait for him to come home. I've been practicing my answer ever since I received his telegram. What do you think? Should I answer? Oh, yes, Mr. Sullivan, I shall marry you. Or is that too verbose? No, but it's a bit wordy. How about Mr. Sullivan? You have made me the happiest woman in the world. Isn't he supposed to say that to you? You're right. You're right. I'm just so nervous. <laughs> Lucy, honey, I'm home. Jehoshaphat? Oh, Snuggle Bear. I mean, Funny Butt. I, I mean, Mrs. Sullivan, you're back. It's me, darling. And I sigh for your sore eyes. I've been so eager to have you come home. I'm beside myself with anticipation. Well, then at least you weren't all alone. You promised you would have a very important question to ask me when you got back. I sure did. Hey there, partner. Where's Sherry Lane? Is is that what you wanted to ask me? No, it's what I wanted to ask Lefty. He's over at Doc Holliday's place. Well, 
Make yourself useful, you old gambler. Run over there. Tell her to get back here. Pronto. Might as well. Doesn't look like there'll be anyone up for poker for a while. Oh, darling, you're going to want to kiss me silly when I tell you what I did over there in Yellow Rock. You're looking at the man who's going to be the richest man in the territory. That's wonderful. Yep. See, I slipped a little money to the telegraph man over in Yellow Rock, and he told me the railroad is planning a new line. It'll stop right here in Badwater Creek. Real estate value is going to go sky high. I'm going to buy a few more houses, and then I'm going to redo the Silver Spittoon and turn it into the classiest casino east of San Francisco. And you're going to be right by my side, darling. Oh, Peter. <laughs> you bet. So, so I'm ready for you to ask me that question. Oh, right. Well, you being so good with the words and all, I thought I would ask you what name we should give the Silver Spittoon when we rebuild it. What name? Absolutely. The Silver Spittoon just doesn't seem classy enough for the kind of place I want to build. It's going to be amazing. Crystal chandeliers, roulette wheel, a solid oak bar, and I'll have the satin sheets on all the beds. And you can work behind the bar, tending to the customers. If we want to attract high-class clientele, you'll have to provide some educated conversation. Me? (laughs) Sure. You got the best-looking rig for miles, and you've even read more than two books. And often you find someone who's had some book learning is also easy on the eyes. But, Peter, what about us? That's the best part. I'll be your boss. You can even help me pick out some girls for upstairs. You cad. And to think, I gave everything to you. You have ruined me. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. Come on, honey. You're not going to make a scene about this, are you? No, I'm not going to be a sniveling, whiny, weepy child about this. I'm going to be a grown woman. Just you wait, Peter Sullivan. I'll get my revenge on you if it's the last thing I do. (laughs) I'll never understand her. All right there, stranger. You are mighty grimy. If you're going to have all this dust all over my establishment, I'm going to need you to buy some whiskey. I'm going, but first, come here. Let me look deep into your eyes. Get away from me. You got trail dust on my new coat. Oh, beg your pardon, Snake Eyes. I gotta go. Hey, you. what you call me? Get back here. I got cherry, just like you asked, Mr. Sullivan. So, what's so important you sent Lefty to bring me back here? I'm giving you your notice, Sherry. You're fired. Um, what? Where's that little dirty man who gave me the flask? I need to refill it immediately. Mr. Rhodes? I think he passed us going out as we were coming in. Besides, Widow, I think you've had enough. I need to find him. I need more of this medicine. It helps my headache, but I'm still feeling a bit unsteady. I believe I need more, and the flask is empty. Oh, geez. Can't you see we're having an important conversation here, Widow? You! I've been waiting for you, Mr. Sullivan! Oh, not this old song and dance again. 
I've heard it all before, Widow. Yes, you may have heard what I'm about to say before, but you never heard it while looking down the barrel of a gun. Oh, now just wait a gosh darn minute. I waited two months for this moment. You and your cheap rock gut whiskey turned my sainted Cornelius's liver into Swiss cheese. All right, well, just, 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 just hold on here. And if that were bad enough, your crooked gambling tables ate up all our savings. Cornelius didn't even leave me enough money to buy a black dress for his funeral. Yes, Mr. Sullivan, your swindling Satan-like ways are at an end. This is for you, my darling Cornelius. Um, I think I might have left the bullets in the cookie jar. Y'all don't move now. Stay right there. I'll be back. <laughs> Crazy old bitty. Think she can terminate me, huh? Well, I'm the Terminator here, and I'm terminating you, Miss Sherry. Time to pack your things and get out of my saloon in Badwater Creek. What are you saying? You're getting too old to be of any value to me in this saloon. I'm looking for a new, fresh image for this place. I've told Lucy Trueheart that she'll be the new saloon gal here. Of course, she turned me down, but I'll convince her in the end. She'll do anything for me. She's like putty in my hands. I can't believe you're turning me out. You must be getting old, Sherry. You're so old, you're going deaf. Yes, I said that I am turning you out. You're washed up. No one wants to see someone like you greeting them behind the bar. That ain't no way to talk to a lady. And when has Sherry Lane been a lady? You ain't got no right to talk to me this way. I used to own this saloon. Besides, Lucy will never want to work in the saloon. You may be right about that. But even if she resists my gentle persuasion, I can always bring back some of your former employees. Huh. All my girls quit and left town years ago. They only quit because I paid them to quit. I'll just pay them to come back again. You paid my little chicks to leave the nest? <laughs> How else could I make you lose enough money to be forced to sell the silver spittoon to me? I had to reduce your cash flow. You scum! Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give up. Hey, Sherry, don't take one step. It takes one to know one, and Mr. Sullivan here is a true gambling man. Put a bet in front of him, and he can't resist taking it. So, Mr. Sullivan, I'll make you a wager. Here's a deck of cards. We'll each take a cut at the deck. If I get the high card, Miss Sherry stays here at the Silver Spittoon doing what she does best. If you get the high card, I'll settle down far away from Badwater Creek and make an honest woman of Miss Sherry. Oh, you'd do that for me, Lefty? Don't you know that I would, Sherry? Of course, I am hoping that I'll win. Forgot. Miss Sherry, I think I could use a hand here to shuffle these cards. Could you do the honors, please? Sure, Lefty. Pick a card, Sullivan. Ten of spades. Your turn, Lefty. <laughs> That's for luck, Lefty. Here goes. Ha! Ace of diamonds. 
I got the highest card. How wonderful. Yes, my luck's beginning to turn around. Feeling pretty lucky, Lefty. Guess you must have found another place to tuck away your lucky ace since you lost the place you used to hide it. How do you know about my lucky ace? Word gets around, I suppose. Well, I suppose we should officialize the deal. I just happen to have a piece of paper with me. Here's what you wanted. This paper guarantees you, Miss Sherry, will always have a place at the Silver Spittoon Saloon, signed P. Sullivan, otherwise known as yours truly. Don't get cheeky. We won fair and square. You did. Enjoy your victory. Hold on to that piece of paper if you like. Frame it. In just a couple of weeks, it'll be worthless. Hmm, what do you mean? Says you always have a job at Silver Spittoon Saloon. But in a couple of weeks, I am to reopen the saloon with a new name. Maybe I'll call it the Lucky Ace Casino. Which reminds me, I must be on my way to talk to my new saloon gal, Lucy Trueheart. Let me see that paper, Sherry. Guaranteed by P. Sullivan. I can think of a few choice words that P stands for. That rat-tailed, maggot-faced, slimy, squealing coyote. Well, those are a few choice words, but none of them start with P. I'm gonna kill him. Well, now, listeners, we can't exactly auditorily depict to you what all happens next, but with respect for the delicacy of the ladies listening, I'll try and describe it for you. You see, what happens next is Peter Sullivan goes walking down the street towards Miss Lucy's house, and suddenly he stops. Something makes him feel uneasy. He sees something or someone moving in the shadows. Two shots ring out. Sullivan falls to the ground. Oh, heck, just for good measure, let's say there was another gunshot. And Mr. Peter Sullivan, owner of the Silver Spittoon Saloon and all-around nasty low-down swindler, is dead. And now we've finished this particular episode, see? Time to roll the credits on part one. But this isn't the end. It's just an intermission. Tune back in to Jollyville Radio in two weeks for the conclusion of our little story. We'll see you next time, sugar, on Jollyville Radio. Murder at the Silver Spittoon Saloon by Patricia Haynes Ainsworth. Starring Jamie Davis as Sherry Lane, Brian Green as Lefty Lefkowitz, Richard Dayries as Dusty Rhodes, Liz Rader Hagler as Lucy Trueheart, Michael Stanley as Pete Sullivan, and Matt Waite as Widow White. Directed by Michael Crosa. Edited by Jamie Davis. 
Special thanks to Sherry Colding for Foley work. Additional music and sound effects attributed in the show notes below. Special thanks to Patricia Haynes Ainsworth for sharing her creation with us. Find more of her work on her podcast, Winking Cat Tales. That's cat with a K. Winking Cat Tales, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Jollyville Radio is based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is a part of the Pizza Rice Podcasting Collaborative. We will return for the resolution of murder at the Silver Spittoon Saloon, right here on KJVR Jollyville Radio. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.